Welcome to The Yarn, a School Library Journal production. I'm Colby Sharp. Today on the show, author Aisha Saeed talks about her middle grade novel, A Mall Unbound. This episode is part of our Unraveler series. In each Unraveler episode, a book creator takes us inside one of their books, their inspirations, fears, frustrations, triumphs, epiphanies, the whole thing pulled apart, unraveled. I sat down with Aisha last November in Houston, Texas during NCTE's annual conference. A huge thank you to NCTE for hooking us up with the space to record. If you haven't been to their annual conference, you're really missing out. It's time to unravel a mall unbound. My name is Aisha Saeed, and the title of my book is A Mall Unbound, published by Nancy Paulson Books, Penguin. So Amal Unbound is about a 12-year-old girl who lives in a village in Pakistan, and she has an ordinary life, just like all the other children in her village, and things can be boring, but she's pretty happy there. She wants to go to school, she wants to be a teacher when she grows up, and everything changes one day when her mom has a baby, and she's unable to take care of the family like she was, so Amal has to stay home. And through that journey of staying home, she ends up getting frustrated and accidentally upsets the local landlord of their village, who is so furious for her, um, her rudeness that he decides to take her as an indentured servant. And the story follows what it's like for Amal to lose her dream of becoming a teacher and her education and to survive as a servant in an unknown and dangerous place. And also, as she comes to learn what she might be able to do to change her circumstances and resist what seems to be something that cannot be overcome. So um, in 2011, I had this idea that I wanted to write a story about Pakistan. I knew that I wanted that setting. I grew up going to a village in Pakistan. It was a lot like the village. It was exactly like the village Amal lives in. It was uh, it's fictional, Amal's village, but... I I said it where my mom had grown up in that village and my mom's backyard my grandfather's backyard had sugarcane fields it had orange groves I used to play hide-and-seek there and so I knew that I wanted to set a story there because I know kids often do not get the chance to see inside another country very intimately and Pakistan has so many stereotypes and negative information that I wanted to kind of share the beauty that I saw when I would go so I knew I wanted the setting to be Pakistan but the story idea came to me in 2012 when um, I was following along with what was happening to Malala and I saw how everyone was paying attention to her and her bravery and I kept hearing over and over again she's so brave she's this one shining light in Pakistan and I kept thinking she's one of over 230 million people and she is so brave but there's so many other kids that are brave so many other people that are brave there and around the world and so I wanted to write a story about somebody brave in Pakistan who would never get a headline and who would never become famous for what they did but what they did still mattered I thought that was the that was the heart of the story I wanted to tell I think um, the biggest struggle for me in writing books is is truly writing them. I, I take a long time to write books. My first book, Written in the Stars, which was a young adult, took 10 years. A Mall and Bound from the time I came up with the idea to the time it was published took seven years. And so I think for me, I... I, I I want to get to the end. I want to get that story out there, but it just takes me a long time. I want to make sure I get all the characters right. I want to make sure the plot and everything flows. And so I think um, I think that's usually the hardest part. And especially with Amal and Bound, 
Um, I, I like in my books to give everybody some humanity and to give them nuance and complexity. I think that's important because all of us are complex people. And so I definitely spent a lot of time with Jawad, who is the big bad in the book. He's the landlord who took them all from her family. And I used to try to um, figure out how I can give him some more complexity and give him some more humanity. And as I was writing, I was just like, you're just a bad dude. <laughs> like, you're just not good. And so that took a long time to kind of wrap my mind around that this character is going to be somebody who we're just not going to like. We're not going to understand his point of view because his point of view is is awful. And so, so yeah, just sh- um, fleshing out characters and making sure they have that nuance is always the most important and time-consuming part of um, writing a book for me. So my process for writing a book is whenever I can find time, however I can find time. I have three young boys, and uh, two of them are home, and so I have a great babysitter, so I write when she comes. I write in the evenings. I write on weekends. Um, for a long time, I used to get stuck in the writing process by thinking that I needed a particular space or I needed a particular time frame. And now I've learned that you write when you can. And um, it's not romantic and it's not, you know, how I imagine those writers sitting atop like a, in, a, in a grotto somewhere, you know, thinking deep thoughts. But for me, it's wherever I can on my kitchen table at six in the morning, I'm writing um, at night after the kids have gone to bed. And, uh, and that's what ultimately works is just to get those words down. I love writing. Writing is, it's, I've, I've said this at uh, conferences and other places before, that writing is both the best thing in the world and the hardest, most painful thing in the world, which I'm sure you can probably relate to. But yeah, so writing is incredibly rewarding and writing is incredibly challenging because as you sit down to write, you don't know what the end result will be. I've written things that end up not going anywhere and I have to shelve them. You never know when you start if that project's going to get legs and be something that you're going to actually publish. And so, but I love writing. I love I love writing even though it is also very challenging. When I was writing a mall in Bounds, you know, it took it took a few years. Um, it took seven years and so when I was first writing Amal and Bound I was talking to somebody and I was explaining to them what the book was about and the age market that it was for and they said to me you know that kids don't read books set in other countries they just don't read books set overseas and I thought okay great I've spent about three years at that point writing this book and no one's going to read it and so for me my expectations coming into with Amal and Bound was probably no one's going to read it it's it's kids apparently from what people were telling me didn't read books about kids set overseas and so so the response the connection that kids have had it's it's indescribable it is absolutely indescribable I had no idea how huge the global read aloud was I did not have any idea how teachers were going to take this book and not just read it with their classrooms and put the book away but connect and dig deep and talk about things it was it was it was it is the kind of moment that makes being a writer 1,000% worth it. It makes every struggle worth it. It was the most meaningful experience of my writing career. 
My hope for the book is is being realized right now. My hope for the book was for children to see themselves in the, in this book and for children who are outside the culture to also see themselves in the book, to not to see what it's like to be a mall and to connect with a mall. Um, when I do school visits and I talk to kids, I, I help them with, I tell them, well, are any of you oldest children? Do you have extra responsibilities because you're the oldest? Do you ever get frustrated and lose your temper when things are unfair? Do you ever feel like you can't change your circumstances? And I think in those ways, even though a mall story is so different from anybody, here in the United States, there are so many things that they can connect on. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Yarn. Thank you, Aisha, for your time and your beautiful book. Thank you to my co-host, Travis Yonker, for helping me produce this episode. Every time I see one of those Dozakis commercial, I can't help but think that Travis is the most interesting man in Michigan. Thank you to Philip Stead for creating our theme song. Additional music for this episode comes from the Free Music Archive. If you have an idea for a season or episode of The Yarn, shoot us an email, theyarnpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Colby Sharp. Thanks for listening.